Good morning, Fantasy. It is Friday, February 11th at 8.30 a.m. here as usual, everybody. Good morning, good morning. Thank you for making the show part of your daily routine. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you guys subscribe and hit that bell. So make sure you guys are notified every single morning when we go live for the show. And make sure if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening to the podcast, make sure you guys drop a follow, leave a review. It also really helps the show grow. I hope you guys all have had a great week so far. I am exhausted, honestly. I couldn't sleep last night at all because I think I, I think it's because I took a nap at like 8 o'clock, which is never a good idea, kids. If, you, if you're tired around 8 o'clock, don't take a nap. Well, actually do take a nap because it's fantastic. I highly recommend taking the nap. But after you wake up from the nap, it's pretty terrible because uh, you can't really sleep that night very well. But that's okay. I mean, it's it's the risks and the reward of the late night nap, if you will. Understandably so. All right. So yesterday we broke down the AFC North, got into the Browns, Bengals, Ravens, and the Steelers. Looking back on their 2021 fantasy production and looking at their 2022 seasons, some predictions, some offseason predictions, some draft predictions, and all that good stuff. So today we're heading over to the NFC North, going staying in the North. Next week we'll head into the South. Oh, or the West, I'm not too sure yet, actually. Or the East, we can go clockwise, uh, North, East, Southwest. I don't know, I might do that. I like a good clockwise scene. Anyway, today we take a look at the NFC North, which is going to be the Bears, Lions, Packers, and the Vikings. It's going to be four very interesting teams. I think that some of these teams are definitely more interesting than some of the teams in the NFC North right now for fantasy football because they have so many talented players on the roster or have a lot of young talent or not really have that much talent except for the Detroit Lions. It's the Monroe Sam, of course. Uh, who needs orders when you have a Monroe St. Brown? You know what I'm saying? Anyways, let's get into today's show, guys. Starting off with the Chicago Bears. Last season, the Bears had a very interesting year. Drafting Justin Fields at a great value in the NFL draft, trading up to get him. The Andy Dalton experiment with him back and forth was very interesting for real-life football and for fantasy football production. Darnell Mooney had a breakout season for the Chicago Bears. Uh, he did great. Darnell Mooney really overplayed expectations uh, last season. But I think that was largely in part to Allen Robinson falling flat on his face after having stellar year after stellar year after stellar year. Allen Robinson was a absolute nothing burger, not only for the Chicago Bears offense in real life, but for fantasy football as well. I think A-Rob is a really interesting situation to monitor there in Chicago this offseason as far as setting into the next season goes. Uh, like I said, the Darnell Mooney, great player. I think he's great in Dynasty. I like him a lot. I think next season and going forward, he'll be a top target for Chicago and Justin Fields. Uh, that being said, though, I do expect him to add a weapon of some kind because Justin Fields, young quarterback, he's not going to get it done uh, just throwing to washed up Allen Robinson or down year Allen Robinson, uh, Darnell Mooney, and Cole Komet. It's just not going to get it done. Uh, we need more weapons than that, Chicago. Uh, absolutely. So I think they're definitely going to add in a wide receiver in the draft or free agency this offseason. So that's going to be very interesting to watch. I don't really care about any other wide receivers for Chicago, really. I think they're all pretty bad. Cole Komet is still an interesting dynasty tight end. I think I have him around my 12 to uh, 10 range in my dynasty rankings. He's a good tight end. He's not going to be like a world beater or anything like that, but I think he's a good player. Justin Fields is going to elevate his game uh, long term throughout his career. So I still like Cole Komet. He didn't really do that much this past season. But, I mean, you can kind of throw it up there to Matt Nagy, uh, Justin Fields' first year in the offense, etc. So I'm not too concerned about Cole Komet, though. I do like him. Everyone in the fantasy community loves Cole Komet. Uh, he's been a breakout uh, pick for the community for a very long time. All right, let's hop into Justin Fields here. Uh, rookie quarterback for the Chicago Bears last season. He showed some good flashes. He didn't get that many opportunities to start, unfortunately. he I think he played about six games, eight games, somewhere in there. Uh, he looks pretty decent. I mean, he had some flashes. He had some down uh, some down games. Though. I mean, that's what any rookie quarterback does. I think he had a pretty good rookie campaign, all things considered, honestly. I expect for him to develop pretty well. 
the new head coaching uh, additions for the Bears will probably be – I mean, it can't really be that much worse than Matt Nagy. I mean, he was terrible. Uh, so Fields is looking to develop next season. I think that he's a very interesting long-term fantasy ad. He is my number two fantasy quarterback of this class. Uh, we'll get into the number one a little bit later once we head out west. That's a bit of a hint for you of who my top uh, fantasy rookie quarterback is from this class. Um, but Justin Fields is number two. I have him above Lawrence. I have him above Fields. I have him above Matt Jones. Uh, I like Justin Fields a lot. I think he has a bit of Russell Wilson in his game as far as his rushing and throwing capabilities. I think if he develops well and gets the right weapons for Chicago, I think he could be a very, very good player for a very long time. Uh, I definitely am kind of interested in drafting Justin Fields next season. I'm interested more or so how they handle free agency in the draft, though, first before I pull the uh, you know pull the trigger on that one, though, because, um, well, I do like Justin Fields a lot, and I do like the Chicago Bears' future. I think it's really risky to go all in on Justin Fields without the situation really improving that much, uh, especially because they haven't. They really need new weapons. They really, really need new weapons. All right, last up, we're running off on the Chicago Bears with running back. David Montgomery has been very good for two years now. I think Monty is a really solid RB10 to RB15 type back. Every single week, he can give you top-tier production. I think he's a fantastic value in redraft and in Dynasty Leagues in 2022. I'll keep it short and sweet. Go in on Monty. I think he's a great player. I think he's a real, really talented, real-life running back who can thrive in fantasy football situations, especially with the overall offense the Chicago Bears improving. I think we easily can see Montgomery crack the top 12 next season as well if we, everything goes his way, especially with the, lo- uh, the loss of Tariq Cohen. Khalil Herbert, or wait, is it Khalil Herbert in Chicago? Let me look. Let me look. I forget the name of the backup running back that's really good there that they drafted. Uh, Khalil Herbert. No, I think he's on. Is he on the? No, okay, no, no, no. Never mind. Sorry. I was getting him mixed up with Jared Patterson. I always get those two mixed up for some reason. Yeah, Khalil Herbert's on the Bears. I think he's a good player, too. Uh, He might eat into Monty's carries a little bit, but I don't think that much. I think, if anything, he'll just be another spellback, like, you know. Uh, Chuba Hubbard to Christian McCaffrey or something. You know what I mean? Something like that. Just another backup guy. Nothing crazy, but he is a good player. He really is a good player. All right, guys. Let's, after uh, all that being said for the Chicago Bears, let's jump into our next team here in the NFC North, the Detroit Lions. Here we go. All right, the Lions guys had a very interesting season last year. Uh, you know, writing off kneecaps, one kneecap at a time. There's not really that much to talk about here with the Detroit Lions as far as 2021. Uh, there's a few players I'm going to bring up. DeAndre Swift, great player, injured season. I'm all in on him next year. He's my dynasty RB3. Absolutely phenomenal talent. Great player. The situation will only get better for him. Love DeAndre Swift. Definitely going on him next year. Amon Ross St. Brown is an interesting one. I've talked about him dozens and dozens and dozens of times now. But I loved his film coming out as a rookie. Very talented player. Great route running. Great size. He took advantage of his opportunity this season big time. And I think that's a great uh, green flag for his uh, production moving forward. He's a really good, really talented NFL player who was on fire for fantasy football and finished the season. Uh, he won me a fantasy championship. He won a lot of people fantasy championships. He finished the playoff run, uh, I think, like five weeks of like 11 plus targets or something like that. He was crazy, crazy good down the stretch. Uh, the question was of him is, was his production talent based and he deserved all of his targets or was it because TJ Hawkinson was out who's usually the target hog uh it's gonna be a really interesting question along with the fact that the Lions will most likely be adding a wide receiver in the draft or free agency I think it makes a lot of sense for them to draft a wide receiver in the first round because they really need a quality wide receiver one to go alongside of Monra. um so that's gonna be interesting to watch I definitely what weapons come to Detroit along with um 
just the offseason as a whole, or how's it, how it goes for Amon Ra. But I definitely like Amon Ra. He's something I'm going to keep an eye on next season. If he's a good value without them adding much competition, I'll be all in on Amon Ra St. Brown next season. Absolutely. Uh, moving over to TJ Hawkinson. Uh, once again, he started off the season uh, red hot. He cooled off a bit and ended up getting pretty injured this year. Uh, I mean, it happens. It happens. I think he's still definitely a top five tight end option. I think next season I'll still be drafting him for a lot of teams. He's a great player, a uh, good PPR target hog, and especially with Jared Goff, a quarterback with a, such a low average depth of target. I think that uh, I think TJ Hawkinson is set up for another year of, of thriving in Detroit as long as they don't bring in another top tier target. Jared Goff is bad. Uh, that is <laughs> that is my analysis for the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff is bad. There you go. There you have it, folks. All right, moving on next to the Green Bay Packers, guys. Here we go. Green Bay Packers, the entire story for this team is, is Aaron Rodgers returning? In short, I think the answer is likely no. Uh, I think I'd give them about a 25 to 30% chance of returning to the Green Bay, Green Bay Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is what makes this whole thing a fantasy situation that you want to invest in, right? Uh, AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Marcus Valdez, Scanling. I'll, I'll reflect on all of them except for Devontae Adams like this. If Aaron, jo- not Aaron Jones, if Aaron Rodgers returns to Green Bay, you are interested in all of those players. If Aaron Rodgers does not come back to Green Bay, pump the brakes on all of those players. Aaron Jones included, AJ Dillon included, Marcus Valdez, Scanling, Scanling included. Uh, every top option except for Devontae Adams included. Because Devontae's probably going to leave him for agency this season. Unless the Packers franchise tag him. Which they might. The Packers might franchise tag him. Even if he does get franchise tagged, uh, I'm still really tampering my expectations with him. Especially if Jordan loves the starting quarterback. Because he has not shown great flashes so far as a backup for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, obviously everything can change with a few games of starting NFL experience. But as of now, I'm not a huge Jordan Love fan. I'm not a huge believer in him very much at all, honestly. But that's all right, you know. Um, I think that a lot of these players have interesting value discrepancies next season. You know, Aaron Jones, I think, has fallen down. If you have Aaron Jones in Dynasty, I would sell him immediately if you haven't already. His age is getting up there. A.J. Dillon is getting more and more involved in the offense. And with Aaron Rodgers potentially off the door, uh, Aaron Jones' production could fall off a cliff very, very quickly. Uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, he needs Aaron Rodgers to be there to be relevant, like at all. Uh, don't really love him going forward. Devontae Adams is an absolute stud, though. I love Devontae. He's my wide receiver three, four in Dynasty Fantasy Football Rankings. He's an absolute monster of an NFL talent. I think he's the best wide receiver pound for pound in the NFL right now, talent-wise. Him or Cooper Cup, it's a toss-up for me, honestly. Uh, he, They're both so talented. Devontae and Aaron Rodgers have dominated the NFL the last two seasons. And I think regardless of where he ends up, as long as there's a decent quarterback there, Devontae Adams will be a wide receiver one next season. So I'm not too... Uh, cautious on Devontae Adams because he's such a good talent, but I do think the landing spot for him is really important if he does end up leaving Green Bay. So, all right, with that being said, guys, uh, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers and his future. So, Aaron Rodgers is still like 50 50 between deciding to retire, come back and play, leave Green Bay, stay in Green Bay. Uh, it's a very complicated time for decisions for Aaron Rodgers right now. He's nearing his 40s. Uh, he's won his fourth MVP last night. Congrats to Aaron Rod. Uh, he deserves it. He he was amazing this season for the NFL. Uh, he his touchdown interception ratio is ridiculously good. He is an elite level quarterback, uh, Hall of Famer. I think he might be the most talented quarterback of all time. Uh, maybe him or Patrick Mahomes. I'm not too sure, honestly. They're both so good and so efficient and such good players. Um, but Aaron Rodgers is an absolute specimen of a man. Uh, he's an absolute elite quarterback, and I think he deserved that MVP 100. 
Uh, that being said, though, so Green Bay and him have a very rocky relationship, obviously, with them drafting Jordan Love in the first round when they couldn't draft him, like T. Higgins to give him another weapon. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine T. Higgins and Green Bay with Devontae Adams. That would not be fair, dude. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, yeah, the, the front office for Green Bay has been kind of doing Aaron Rodgers dirty for a long time now. Uh, they have a really bad relationship, and I think Aaron Rodgers wants out, obviously. Uh, the question is, will he be able to get out? Uh, will he walk out, or will he want to come back for another like last dance type of deal and then retire after next season? Because let's be honest, I mean, Aaron Rodgers probably only has like maybe one, two, three years left. Uh, I think he has more longevity if he goes somewhere else. And I don't really think it's about him not wanting to play. I think sorry, I don't think it's about him not being able to play anymore at all. I think it's more about just like he wants to focus on other things. He wants to just retire and move on with his life. I don't think he's a huge fan of the media and the spotlight and all this crap. I think he prefers, you know, quote more of a quiet personal life. Uh, just from the vibe I get from Aaron Rodgers. I mean, obviously I'm no Aaron Rodgers expert. That's just the vibe I get though. I think he just like wants to be done with all like the media and the crap and uh, kind of just, you know, enjoy his life, be a man. Anyway, uh, that'll do it for the Green Bay Packers, guys. Very interesting team. A lot of variants, and it all, mostly comes down to Aaron Rodgers for next season. All right, let's bring it home with the Minnesota Vikings. The story for the Minnesota Vikings of 2021 is Kirk Cousins holding them back? Question mark. Um, Kirk Cousins is a very interesting quarterback in real life and in fantasy football. He's at, he hovers around that 12 to 15 in real life and fantasy football range. He's a great fantasy quarterback because he's such a value. In real life, he's very expensive. Uh, but Kirk is a good quarterback, though. I stand by that. I think he's a good quarterback. I think the Vikings are just missing something. They just changed around their head coach and everything. I think Cousins is probably on his way out the door in Minnesota just because I think they're probably going to want to restart their quarterback. Uh, but Kirk is a good fantasy value next season if he's a starting quarterback. He's always great to grab and super flex. He's a great value in one QB, two if you wait till the very end. If you need a quarterback really bad and Kirk Cousins is sitting on the board, congratulations. You grabbed uh, the QB 10 on the season. Way to go. Uh, <laughs> he's good enough is what I'm trying to say. Kirk is good enough. He's pretty inconsistent with his fantasy production at times, but he has huge blow-up games every once in a while that you love to see. Uh, him and Justin Jefferson is an elite stack in fantasy. Uh, Kirk is going to be another great value next season. He's going to be good value every single season that he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. It's pretty much that simple for me. Uh, Justin Jefferson is dominant. He is the dynasty wide receiver one. He is an absolute stud. He is the goat. He's the legend. He is handsome. Uh, he invented the skull, uh, not the skull, the gritty or, or Jamar. I forget who invented the gritty. Well, he invented the gritty in the NFL. Uh, shout out to Jay Jettas, man. He's a, he's an absolute monster. I love him. Uh, Justin Jefferson's going to be an absolute dog for many years to come. Speaking about Justin Jefferson, the guy alongside him, Adam Thielen, uh, he's a very interesting guy because every year he gets older and older. I'm still in him. Uh, I don't think he has many playing miles on his body, uh, so I still love Thielen. I think that he is a great uh, wide receiver two candidate for your fantasy football teams with wide receiver one upside. Everyone was out on him last season for literally no reason at all. Uh, he's a fantastic real-life wide receiver, and I think that his fantasy football production just carries right over from that real-life quality. He's a great NFL wide receiver, and I think that he is – uh, absolutely a dynasty by low. I, I'm a huge fan of his. And uh, I think Adam Thielen is going to be set up for another great season next year. So, skull, I guess. Go Vikings. Uh, last player I want to touch on here from the Minnesota Vikings is going to be Dalvin Cook. Cook is an elite fantasy running back. I'll just keep it that simple. Uh, missed the time this past season with injury. He's been a bit of an injury-prone back, unfortunately, even though everyone in the comments is probably like, oh my god, injury-prone isn't a real thing. Shut up. I don't, I don't care. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but Dalvin Cook is an elite fantasy football running back. I think he's going to have another great season next year. And uh, I, I feel comfortable drafting him within the top 10 of the first round next season. He's a great running back. As long as he's healthy and on the field, I feel fully confident rolling him out there as my RB1. Love Dalvin Cook. Love the Minnesota Vikings for fantasy football. 
Justin Jefferson is one of my favorite players in the NFL. I'm considering getting a jersey of his. Love JJ, man. He's an awesome player. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this week of Good Morning Fantasy. We'll be back again on Monday morning, breaking down the AFC East. I'll see you guys then. Have a great day, everybody, and thank you for making the show part of the daily routine. Make sure you guys drop a follow on my social media. Twitter is at Luke Sawhook, Instagram is also at Luke Sawhook. Make sure you guys subscribe to the show wherever you're listening and drop a review. Thank you guys so much, and have a great Friday, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.